This is Fast Bible Teacher, a brief daily nugget of fresh Bible goodness from me, Pastor Frank Delala of the Savior Community Church in Rockland County, New York. Jude verse 16. They are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loudmouth boasters, showing favoritism to gain advantage. Now, I had said, I broke this verse into three parts here. Grumblers, malcontents, follow their sinful desires, and they are manipulators. So showing favoritism to gain advantage. And so uh, the word that he uses is pretty interesting. It's not just showing favoritism, but that someone would sort of marvel in someone's face. Okay, (laughs) this picture of, you know, they've puffed themselves up with their speech. They have big talk and then they look at you with wide eyes. You know, you're so wonderful. You're so smart because you're listening to me. You're and, and, and they act as if a person is just so great. They marvel at that person. But the purpose of it is to gain advantage. And so uh, that's where I see the manipulation. I'll talk more about that. But James has a similar thing. Uh, And and what this really comes down to is we want to love people for what they are at their core, a person that Jesus died for. If they're a believer, it's a person that God is going to lavish the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness upon them for all of eternity. So we want to love them for what they are at their core, not for the potential resources that they represent, either their money or their power or their lack of money and lack of power. And James talks about this in chapter two. He says, my brothers show no partiality as you hold to the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? A sort of subtext uh, to this whole section, and he goes on for a while uh, more about it, is that they're wanting to get something out of the rich person. In fact, I I get the sense when people read these verses, uh, they get this picture that you have a really clean person and a really dirty, disgusting person who smells bad, who maybe, uh, uh, you know, is repulsive to look at. That's not even, I mean... The, the principle here applies to that situation. You would want to be loving and respectful to both people. But that's not even the picture that James is really putting together. He just has a rich person and a not rich person. Now, why would you treat the rich person differently? Well, because you would hope that you could gain from their money, from their power, from their influence. So what is James advocating here? Is he advocating that you tell them, tell them all sit on the floor? No, he's advocating that you treat them all with equal love and respect, that your favor your gracious attitude would be toward all of them because of because they're people and because Christ has done a beautiful, gracious thing in your life, you extend that to strangers, rich, poor, and anywhere in between. So this is about looking at people for who they are as, as objects of God's love, people Jesus died for, and not as uh, potential resources, that not for the potential resources that you could possibly gain from them. Now, the question that I have and that I still have is, is there a particular kind of relationship between they are loudmouth boasters and this last part, showing favoritism to gain advantage? I think there is. I have to admit, none of the commentators seem to find any relationship between these, except that they're two separate traits of the false teachers. 
I suspect that there's a closer relationship there. And you have to judge for yourself because no one's got my back on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm alone in this interpretation, so I could be wrong. I don't want to become false Bible teacher, just fast Bible teacher. So watch out. I don't want to lead you astray. But here's what I think. I, the, the, the way the verse comes together, you have someone who's talking big about oneself and then it's just marveling in someone's face, right? So I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. Follow me. And then I go in your face. And I, You're so wonderful. You're magnificent. You now have the approval of me, this sort of uh, uh, angel and God among men. And so I show that favor to you to butter you up so that you're so enamored that this wonderful big talker has, uh, uh, is impressed by you so that I can get something out of you. And probably the reason I see that connection is because I've seen that connection in real life where you have someone whose motivations for ministry are corrupted, who uh, puffs themselves up in front of other people. And then when those people who are impressed by that false teacher then have the false teacher impressed with them, it puts that person in a great place to be manipulated. We have a great summary from Raymer in the uh, Bible Knowledge Commentary. He says, vocally discontented, sinfully self-centered, extravagantly egotistical, and deceptively flattering. Such are apostates then and today. For show links and notes for my Sunday Sermon Podcast, And for the big show, A Frank Discussion with Jan Jacobs, go to fastbibleteacher.com.